I'd like to take a moment now to tell you about my favorite co-parenting app, FAIR. There are other apps out there, but FAIR is the only one that I recommend to my clients. We know that divorce is never easy, and when children are in the picture, it can be really tricky, especially when you're trying to communicate with your ex, and that's a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. It helps to eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. Here's what the FAIR app can do. It has a time-sharing calendar, documentable text messaging, an expense tracker, a GPS check-in, and by the way, no one else has that, a monthly parenting report, a private journal, a file vault, and importantly, you can export all of the records into a convenient and time and date stamped PDF when you need it for your attorney or for court, and there's a Spanish version of the app as well. So subscribe at BeFair.com, that's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com, and then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. You can go to FAIR.com for more details and use the discount code SUSANG18 to receive 20% off. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. About 80% of divorces have at least self one self-represented party. That caused me great concern because as we know, and you've talked about on your show, divorce is the unwinding of a major financial contract. For many of us, the biggest financial contract of our lives. And on top of that, we have all the emotional triggers. We have our kids and our families to reorganize. We have so much going on with our lives and that stuff doesn't stop just so that we can work on our divorce. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I have a friend with me. I know you hear me say that all the time because I'm very lucky to have amazing friends in the divorce world, but Erin and I have known each other for, gosh, Erin, I think it's like three or four years, maybe five now, um, since the early days of Hello Divorce. So today I have Erin Levine, the founder of Hello Divorce uh, with me. So Erin, first off, thank you. I know exactly how busy you are these days and some crazy things going on even today. So we we appreciate you taking the time to come join us. Oh, absolutely. Your podcast is phenomenal. Um, absolutely. You have the most wonderful guests on and give the exact information that people are craving, whether they're going through divorce, thinking about divorce, or maybe even a divorce professional. So it's an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, Well, I've wanted to have you on for a while, but you have had 
some crazy exciting things going on. Um, you are so so that my listeners know who you are, although they've heard me talk about you many times. Erin um, is a family law attorney. Um, she's been, you've been practicing for almost twenty years now, haven't you? Yeah, sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> It's been a, it's, it's, I'm sure it's been a journey because I know my, uh, my family law career was, but you are also, I think, really best known these days as the founder of Hello Divorce. And in the world of family law, you are sort of the guiding light of family law disruptor, e lawyering. In fact, Everyone, I was in the room when the American Bar Association um, awarded Aaron the Excellence in E-Lawyering Award. Uh, God, I can't believe that was two years ago now here in Chicago. Um, but when the ABA drops an award on you, it, it means you're doing some pretty significant things. So, and Hello Divorce continues to grow and has some fantastic uh, new things that have been happening for it. So let's start. Start there with Hello Divorce because I do. Um, I always tell my listeners about Hello Divorce. You've been a sponsor of the podcast, but how do you explain what Hello Divorce is? Yeah, wow, so much to unpack there, and I just want to say that that e lawyering award, having you there, um, watching you cheering me on, and being there was so incredible. And I can't believe it was just before COVID. And at that time, e-lawyering was considered so progressive. Yeah. And then COVID hit, like literally while we were there, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and then it became the absolute norm, the standard, which I'm thrilled about, as are you. But um, how much has changed in these last couple of years? It's it's quite amazing. Um, but Back to Hello Divorce. So that's right. I'm the CEO and founder of Hello Divorce. And our goal is to help people through the divorce process start to finish with self-help tools, technology, and access to lawyers and mediators should you need some extra help along the way. So we are now live in California, Colorado, Utah, and Texas. We will be launching in Florida and New York soon. But in addition to slowly launching across the country, because I, I want to make sure that each state we launch, we really have the tools and team to help people from the start to the finish of their divorce. But in addition to this national expansion, we're also working on really teasing out the entire divorce ecosystem. Because as your listeners know, divorce is not just forms and paperwork. Divorce is so much more. It's everything from changing your morning rituals to what insurance plan will I keep? What will I need to change? How will I invest my finances? There are so many things beyond the legal that come with divorce. And so what my biggest goal right now in tackling is how can we integrate the content and technology into the divorce experience so you don't feel overwhelmed but you do feel like you have everything you need at your fingertips. So um, that is is where we are right now in our journey. 
Yeah, well, which is pretty incredible if people think about this because, you know, you and I have always been the tech adopters, right? We, we any little tech thing, it was actually at the ABA's Tech Expo where they gave you that award in here in Chicago. I think it was February of 2020. So you're right. Yes. It was right. It was the end of February, 2020. But, you know, one of the things that I think, and, and COVID maybe even made this more... Uh, prominent is that one of the major benefits of technology when it comes to divorce is that it is an experience that we know, you know, I think the common stat is 50% of first marriages end in divorce. I mean, we know people are going to be going through this. And, you know, just to, I mean, twice today, I think alone, I have needed information and I Googled it, right? That's the first thing we do for anything. So what's the first thing people are going to do when it comes to divorce? They're going to go to the computer and they're going to start doing their research and they're going to want to find out how to do this. And the problem is there's so much out there and it's not all well done and it's not all trustworthy and it doesn't all help people as they walk through all phases, as you said, I love the, the term you use, ecosystem. The ecosystem of divorce, because it isn't just forms and all that. You can pull up the forms on a court website usually, but I, I've seen the court forms in a lot of states, folks. Pulling them up on a court's website doesn't really get you through it. So, I, you know, you know, I've always thought that the beauty of Hello Divorce is that you you brought all of the wealth of knowledge and assistance and the help that people are going to need, whether it be with the forms or how to file or how to change their morning routine, or do you need an attorney or a mediator for those discrete issues? And it's all there in one place. But, you know, one of the things that I think that we run into these days, and this is sort of what you and I wanted to talk about today, is that Many people, as we go forward with divorce, especially I think since COVID, many people are going through divorce without any help. They're not hiring attorneys. In fact, um, I looked up one stat. It said something along the lines of um, between 72 and 85% of cases pending today have at least one self-represented party, meaning they don't have an attorney. And that's really that that group of people, which is huge, is who you're out there to help um, as sort of that DIY divorce. So, you know, what made you as a divorce attorney think that that group needed to be served, that, that you needed to create something for them? It's a great question. There were a few, few big reasons why I felt like something needed to change. So first off is the stat that you... Um, just said, and other ones that I read around the fact that about 80% of divorces have at least self one self-represented party. That caused me great concern because as we know, and you've talked about on your show, divorce is the unwinding of a major financial contract. For many of us, the biggest financial contract of our lives. And on top of that, we have all the emotional triggers. We have our kids and our families to reorganize. We have so much going on with our lives and that stuff doesn't stop just so that we can work on our divorce. So the fact that people were going through this process without some real support through it 
caused me a lot of concern. The second thing was, is that I knew a lot of people who could afford lawyers, or maybe they couldn't, but they could put it on a credit card, they could borrow some money, somehow or another, they'd likely be able to afford a lawyer. But A, they were really concerned about going into debt. And B, they weren't sure that that was the right step for them, given the fact of how our system is set up, which in a lot of ways, it sets us up to fail. It pits spouse against spouse, petitioner versus respondent, plaintiff against defendant. We had someone message us just this morning that said, I finished the first step of all the divorce forms, but now I have to send this to my husband. It says I'm suing him and that there are restraining orders in place. These restraining orders are simply to keep us from, um, you know, taking money out of a joint account, but it's still really scary language. And so they felt that just by the mere act of lawyering up, that that was setting the stage for something that could turn into a really long, messy, expensive ordeal. And so people were asking for an alternative. And I took a look out there and I didn't really see an alternative that works for people. I did see sites that were helping prepare some forms. I did see sites that were helping some amazing divorce coaches that were helping people sort of handle all of the um, emotions and transition that come up with divorce. But I didn't see anything that kind of pulled everything together and gave people what they needed um, in the moment. And so, that's really the reason why Hello Divorce was born. Um, it was very, very tricky to build a model that would be legal across all states. And divorce itself is really tricky for lawyers because it is so localized. The laws change not only from state to state, but sometimes county to county and sometimes courthouse to courthouse, which became a huge challenge for us but an even greater challenge for consumers because when you Google, which is where all of us turn, understandably, you never knew if you were getting the right information for the right state, county, or maybe even city that you live in. So, um, so yeah, so that was really like the, the big reason for, for us trying and ultimately building out Hello Divorce. And and I hope that in a couple years' time, it will be like the place that anyone can go to in any state, regardless of where they are in their divorce process, to at a minimum find the information that's going to help them with the step that they are currently on. And if we can take it even farther to help with um, in a more meaningful way, then that's fantastic. But the content is such an important piece of what we do. Right. Well, that's actually one of the, your overriding principles is to make sure that as you are expanding out into more states, um, when you and I first met, it was just California. Now, as you mentioned, you're in four states about to launch in two of the largest and more complicated states in our country, at least when it comes to family law, yeah, Florida and New York. And that's because you're doing it right, right? Like you're going, you're getting the right information. I do want people to know though, that even if you're not in one of those six states, there's a huge amount of information for anyone 
going through the process that has been vetted, that is, you know, really helpful about parenting, about changing that morning routine, about the entire divorce ecosystem. So there may not, hello, divorce may not yet be working in your state for the actual divorce filing, et cetera. But there's definitely every reason in the world to go there because you can trust what you see there. But I know, so you you were sort of looking to the group to serve the group of people out there, which is a huge group of people who are, I'm going to call it DIYing their divorce, right? They don't want to hire the attorney, whether it be the cost or the conflict or the not wanting to get caught up in that system. But there are certain principles that I know that you wanted to keep in place and that you think people need to follow if they're going to DIY it successfully. So for this episode, we we were talking about sort of honing in on some of those because those are principles that if you are thinking of not hiring an attorney or only having a consulting attorney, um, these would be things that would really help you be successful if you're if you're DIYing it. So uh, let's dive into some of those because I know you start right. with it, the idea of ground rules, having ground rules. What do you mean by that? I think that one of the hardest aspects of divorce is the unknown and coming to grips with the the. Um, you know, coming to grips with the fact that you are now going to be living in transition for probably longer than you'd like to. And so I always feel that the mo- more certainty you can get, the more vetted knowledge you can have in the moment, the better that you're going to do. And that having an action plan in place, even if that plan changes, is going to feel like you are making progress and moving to that next best step, which at some point will be moving on to an even better, happier, healthier next chapter. And so one of the ways, one of the first ways to do that is to determine what kind of divorce you might have, what possible options are there for you. And if you decide that what you'd really like to do is work to keep your divorce outside of court, um, keep the two of you from battling um, you know, in front of judges or with a private judge or an arbitration or whatever it might be, then your goal from the start can be to establish ground rules, to actually have that conversation with your spouse and about whether or not you're on the same page in terms of, do you both want to keep this out of court? Do you both want to keep your kids, um, do you want to talk to your kids about it together, separately? Um, is the goal for each of you to come to an agreement that you can live in, live with? Or is your spouse or you really just want to go to court to figure out what, how much revenge you can get. I mean, there. The, the bottom line is this, is that, you know, we see all these really messy, terrible, awful divorces. And that is what we see across media. But I'm here to tell you that I see thousands of divorces every year that have conflict because conflict is inevitable, but are not really, really messy and awful. And so 
you don't need to start about with any of the issues. Like, how are we going to do co-parenting schedule and what is child support going to be? No, don't even go there, but start with ground rules. See if you can get on the same page about how you will go through your divorce. Will you both lawyer up or will you attempt to work with a mediator? Um, you know, your the response from your spouse might be, I'm not going to talk to you about any of this. And if so, that's okay. Maybe that means that your first step is to talk to a lawyer to understand your rights and responsibilities. Or maybe your spouse says, you know what? I agree with you. The last thing I want to do is spend the money that we have on a lawyer. And so I'd like to work with you directly. Regardless of what the response is and what comes out of that conversation, it's really going to help you hopefully A, establish ground rules if you can, but B, help you figure out what service is best for you moving forward in your divorce. Yeah. Such a, such great points there because, uh, you know, one of the things that I think people do, they, they, go through that time period of should I stay? Should I go? Should I get divorced? Are we staying together? Are we splitting up? And when they've decided or one of them has decided that it's it's time to divorce, everyone jumps ahead to the who's going to get what? Where are the kids going to live? How do we finalize mm-hmm. this? And it's so important for people to understand that they can, they, you know, that's what happens in the end. Those are decisions that will be made eventually. But if you can start with laying this sort of groundwork for how you're going to move through the process by having some respectful conversations or at least trying and coming up with ground rules, that will give you some structure to everything that you're going to do. And people always think they can only be talking about what's going to happen at the end. You can talk about what you guys are going to do tomorrow and how you're going to get through the day, how you're going to, um, you know, what are you going to do with the kids for the next week as they start school or whatever that is. And that's a perfectly reasonable way to start and to try to come to these interim agreements and and set some boundaries around how you're going to process things. Absolutely. And only, I mean, no one knows your spouse better than you do. No one knows them. So you know what their emotional triggers are. You know... Um, how you can talk to them in a way that will hopefully get through to them. So as an example, um, instead of, you know, like, you know, instead of immediately placing blame, you can start with what is important to you. An I statement, like, it's really important to me that we do everything we can to stay out of court because court is so unpredictable and I would like to plan as much as possible what our future looks like. How do you feel about that? Um, So there are so many, you know, we have lots of tips on the website for how you can have these conversations, everything from how you can tell your spouse you want a divorce all the way through how to calm some of this divorce overwhelm, walking into these first conversations on ground rules. Um, sometimes it makes better sense to put it in an email. Sometimes it makes better sense to have a conversation, but try not to skip over this. The more information that you can get from this, your spouse and the clearer you can get around what you want your divorce to look like, the better the experience is going to feel going through it. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, the founder and CEO of Hello Divorce, Aaron Levine. 
who's here to give you the FYI on DIY divorce. Understanding that roadmap, understanding what needs to be done before you can finalize your divorce is, is super important and going to make you feel like you are in a lot more control than you probably feel like in the moment. If you are enjoying this episode, check out You Don't Know What You Don't Know, But the Ex-Experts Do with T.H. Irwin and Jessica Klingbaum. Who wants to tell me what it is? So I'll start because I like to say that the it is the shit. It's just all of the shit and drama and everything that is surrounding the topic of divorce. And now we return to today's show. I just talked to a couple the other day who came to me um, going to help mediate a last a last few issues that they have. Really, they've worked through a majority of it. And they started, much as you're talking about here, they sat down and said, we will meet once a week. And they set a time aside, like a standing appointment. And we will in those meetings, talk about the divorce, talk about what we're going to do. And in between, we are not going to talk about it. We are not going to like, you know, in the kitchen say, well, I've been thinking about what you said about the house or anything. And they kept, you know, they set up these ground rules about how they were going to get through everything. And they honestly have worked through almost every detail and have managed to do that. They have a couple of things they still need to work out, but these are not, they're not coming to me because they're arguing. They're coming to me because they need some more information and to have some layered and nuanced conversations around these particular issues because they're a little complicated. Um, And I loved that because that's an example of the ground rules you're talking about. I mean, that's what worked for them. And you guys can, I mean, I always say to people, you know, we make decisions for ourselves every day, but for some reason, when it comes to divorce, we think we need to put our lives into other people's hands. And, you know, think about how much better it is for both of you and your kids if you can keep the decision making in your hands. Absolutely. I mean, and one of the ground rules can be what happens if the two of you are working on a particular issue and you can't come to an agreement? What will you do at that point? In some cases, it might mean that you each go and spend a half hour with a lawyer, with a legal coach to get a sense for what your best and worst case scenario is, then come back to the table to negotiate. In many cases, our clients at that point will upgrade to what we call cooperative divorce so that they can have time with a mediator. And that mediator, its sole responsibility is to work on helping you come to an agreement that both of you deem fair. So there, um, you know, the ground rules don't have to be limited to whether or not you will hire a lawyer or um, whether or not you'll go to court. You can really think through all the things that are causing you some anxiety right now as they relate to your divorce and see what type of an agreement you can come to. Yeah. I, I think, you know, how you, I always say how you start your divorce has so much bearing not only on how the divorce will unfold, but honestly, how your lives will unfold as co-parents or former spouses or just people in the world beyond that. Because um, if you start it with anger and um, sort of on that speed divorce track where, you know, then that's another thing I wanted to talk about with you. Um, you're, You're going to 
those feelings just get ramped up and those negative emotions just get ramped up through the process. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about speed divorce. Somebody was talking about speed dating the other day, or I saw it on something and I thought about the fact so many people, when they make the decision, they want it done like yesterday. And often that's the person who made the decision to get the divorce. And it's often Mm -hmm. just one of the people, Um, you know, this is a, Big. De- there are a lot of big decisions to be made, a lot of education that needs to happen. Um, sometimes I think patience is, is something that we really need to foster when we're going through it, especially perhaps in a DIY situation. Definitely. It's really tricky because what we know statistically is that most people who file for divorce spend two to five years thinking about it prior to actually taking that step. And so that person has two to five years to think about all the good, bad, and the ugly and really get comfortable with their decision and make it. Whereas in many cases, the other person is just hearing for the first time that they are about to start life from, you know, going from we to me. And you can say until you're blue in the face, well, my spouse should have known. We obviously weren't working. We weren't getting along, but like, that doesn't matter, right? This is their experience. And in their mind, they went from, hey, we're going to stay as we are to now, oh my gosh, we're getting a divorce. And so you have so much more time if you're the person who's choosing to divorce, usually to process your decision that you're probably ready to you know, hit go the minute that you say you want a divorce. Your spouse might not be in that position. So it's important for both spouses to go at the pace they need to go at unless there's an emergency. And in that case, we do have courts to help us with those type of emergencies. But other in other ways, if you're just going through a standard divorce, the person, who, one person really needs to feel like they're making progress. The other person needs to know that they're not being rushed and they have access to like the resources and people that they need. And so... Patience is important. Divorce is not a process. It took you a long time to get to where you are now. Maybe you were married one year, 10 years, 20 years, but it's not going to be unwound in one night. Um, But at the same time, you can really begin to move the process forward because there's a lot of stuff, as you know, that goes into the divorce legal process that's not just forms. So at this point in the journey, I usually talk to people about, let's get a roadmap in place. Let's look at what this legal process is going to entail and how we're going to get there. So one of the first things that you need to do in many cases, and there are states where you can file jointly, and for that, I am very grateful, but in most states, you can't. So one of the first decisions that the two of you can make is who is going to be the first filer? Who is going to be the petitioner? And oftentimes, it's not necessarily even the person who wanted the divorce, but it is someone who's comfortable with paperwork, who's going to help move things along, who is going to kind of take the uh, reins and, you know, really make sure that all the legal stuff that has to get done gets done. The other thing I always suggest is that you, when you're looking at your roadmap map, that you start to look at what the legal process is going to entail, what exactly is required of you. 
So if you're in a state that Hello Divorce currently offers services, you can check, you can download the legal checklist and that will show you all the steps that you'll need to take to get divorced. If you're not in our state, there's lots of other resources out there that can help you with this. But understanding that on almost every state, there's going to be some initial paperwork that has to get done. There is likely going to be these financial disclosures, whether they are legally required or you just need to do it to get everything on the table. But that's going to take a while so you can start to pull together all your finances. And then there's going to be this period of time of sorting out all the stuff and all the options and maybe getting some additional help in there um, so that you can ultimately come to an agreement and finalize it in a judgment or a divorce agreement. So understanding that roadmap, understanding what needs to be done before you can finalize your divorce is is super important and going to make you feel like you are in a lot more control than you probably feel like in the moment. Yeah. Well, just even putting pen to paper or fingers to keyboard and just sort of breaking it down into those steps. And you're right. A lot of that information is available to you. I mean, certainly if you're in a state that Hello Divorce Services, it's it's very easily available to you. But you can find that for any of your states, but most people sort of skip over that step. So I'm I'm really happy that you talked about that because understanding how the actual divorce process unfolds does give you more of an understanding and a feeling of control, which is, you know, goes straight to the feeling of fear that most people have as they go through the process. So the more that you can educate yourself and on how that's going to work, I, th- I, I love that you brought that up because I think that's super important. Um, what do you, what do you think the, the next like big factor is in being successful if you're DIYing it? Well, I think you need to choose a service that works for you. And so now you've gotten a sense for whether or not your spouse is going to even, you know, if there's a likelihood that your spouse might cooperate or at the least, you know, not push back too much. Um, You've also uh, got a sense for like what needs to be done from a legal perspective. And so... Now you can decide what type of service you choose to work through at least the beginning portion of your divorce. Again, it might change and that's okay. So if you talk to your spouse and it's pretty clear that you guys are on the same page and that this isn't going to be particularly complicated, then maybe DIY, a more traditional DIY approach is great for you. You can complete the forms, learn how to file them. Um, get them served and call it a day. Um, For most people, they probably fall somewhere in between what we call DIY pro and full representation. So for us, a DIY pro is you're moving through our software to prepare your forms. You don't actually see the forms until you're done with these questionnaires that help you think about everything that might possibly come up in your divorce. Then your forms are... Um, generated, and you have the option to have a Hello Divorce coach come in and file them, serve them, coordinate with your spouse, that kind of thing. So if you're pretty good at being self-paced, you don't think this is going to be particularly challenging, 
then DIY Pro could be a great service for you. If you think that your divorce is not necessarily going to be the messiest divorce in the world in court, but you don't want to be responsible for the pace, you want someone else to communicate directly with your spouse, then you might think about um, leveling up to at Hello Divorce, what we call divorce plus or divorce with benefits. Our divorce with benefits package includes two hours with a lawyer to get some legal advice. A lot of people, no matter what service they choose, do decide to access one of our legal coaches, our lawyers, just to review paperwork, get some peace of mind. And if they get stuck, get some help going through it. If you have a situation where your divorce is pretty complicated, maybe it's financially super complicated. Maybe there's um, all sorts of stuff happening. You got a value property, you got a value stocks. You're not sure which is yours, which is joint. Or it's just complicated, like your interpersonal relationships are complicated. You just are really having a hard time communicating with your spouse, but you both want to avoid court, then mediation might be a really great idea. Um, if you're in a situation where there's abuse or your spouse has like an, you know, a serious mental health issue where you don't think they're going to be able to... Um, proceed in good faith, or maybe even listen to a lawyer or a divorce advisor who can give them some positive advice, um, then at that point, it might make sense to lawyer up in that traditional sense, choose a lawyer who can guide you through the divorce the entire step of the way and really represent you. So this was a long way of saying that there's so many different options when it comes to divorce. And you... Um, no longer just have to pay a lawyer, a big retainer, you know, put your hands up and hope that they have your best interests in mind. You can really take a look at what might be the best for you. Yeah, well, and it can evolve. That's so wonderful that you said that because it may be that you start, or like the couple that I just mentioned that I'm helping, they really sat and worked through a great deal of it themselves, but mm -hmm. then realized they needed more support. And that's what I always call it. And that's what I think we're referencing here. You need to determine the level of support that your particular situation needs. And it can be, you know, I see people all the time who really just need help sort of pulling the financials together and understanding them. They may not need an attorney, maybe a CDFA, a certified divorce financial analyst to help them would be helpful. So a different support person. Um, some people just can't communicate or um, have interpersonal issues that they need to work through. Sometimes a therapist or a coach can be a lot more helpful with that. So, you know, yes, an attorney might be the person. It might be a different collateral um, divorce, divorce professional. And you can be constantly assessing what your situation needs to bring that support in. So DIY doesn't always necessarily mean that you're totally solo doing it on your own. And I think actually you um you know you mentioned you have a service where it can be just that somebody else is handling your filing of your forms and following the process for you and making sure everything is getting done properly. Most states have somebody services that will provide at a lower level not like what hello divorce does but you know somebody mm -hmm. absolutely do help you with the process serving and the form filing 
Yeah. And if you're looking for a referral and you can't find one, you can always contact us at the Hello Divorce. We're not in your state. We likely know someone who can help you. Um, but yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, I'm a lawyer. I know how important lawyers are, um, especially when things are complex or there are disagreements and you have to go to court because court is messy and procedural. And to the extent that you can have someone on your side advocating for you, all the better. But for the most part, for the vast majority of people that are going through divorce, I want you to think twice before you necessarily lawyer up. Um, I want you to think about who might be best suited to help you with whatever the issue is that's in front of you. Most often with our clients and consumers, it tends to be a complicated financial issue. And in that case, it makes so much more sense for us to bring in a certified divorce financial analyst as opposed to a lawyer or even a mediator because a mediator can't necessarily help you until the two of you understand what you have and how it can be divided. So um, so when you're thinking of a roadmap, you don't have to have all the answers, but you definitely should start thinking about what issues do we have and and who or what software might be the best to help us through it. Yeah, so perfect. And I, I think that that is you know, such a a great point for people as they are sitting there looking at it, that it really is a matter of strategically and thoughtfully pulling together that roadmap, moving through your process, rather than just the default, throwing it into the hands of that, you know, the the attorney or the stranger. And by the way, Aaron and I have both been that person, right? We've been the attorney mm-hmm. that people just walked into the, our office, plunked down a big retainer and handed over their lives essentially. And we did have our clients' best interests at heart. But we know in so many cases, unfortunately, that litigation process made what was already difficult worse. And yes, you can avoid yes. that, right? That's absolutely true. I mean, even the most well-intentioned lawyers, and I'd like to think those were us, um, we were, once the, the case gets into the system and the method by which people are resolving th- things is through court, it makes it really tricky for us to navigate out of that. There's a lot of cost benefit, risk benefit analysis that we do to decide whether it makes sense to continue to move it through court or to pull it out and settle. So um, this is not meant to be like a bash on all attorneys. There are some absolutely extraordinary lawyers. Um, It's just to say that like the, the best place for us to be resolving these kind of issues is probably not in court. Um, the system sets it up for that, but to the extent that we can move it out, opt out of the system altogether, all the better for all the players. Yeah. Well, what a great, uh, great note to bring this, um, episode to a conclusion on, but it's not the end. You can all go to hello divorce. There's, I just wanted to point out to everyone. I was just there this morning and there's a wonderful download that everybody that's free, um, called 10 Tips to Make Your Divorce Easier and Less Costly, as well as, as I said earlier, so many resources and blog posts and articles and, I mean, so many things that can make your uh, you know your journey easier. And if you are one of the lucky people who are in California, Utah, um, Colorado, or... Texas. I'm forgetting... Texas. Um, go there and New York, Florida, you guys are getting lucky because those are coming soon. Um, so Aaron, how can... I know it's hellodivorce.com, everyone. That's very easy to find. What other information would you like my listeners to know? 
You can follow us on social media, um, especially Instagram, where we're very active at, at Hello Divorce. You can also sign up if you're in one of the states that we offer services a, for a 15-minute free call to tell us a little bit about what is going on in your life, and we can help you determine what service might be a good fit for you. There's also a ton of other worksheets and downloads at Hello Divorce too, including um, a co-parenting uh, worksheet that can help you think about all the different possible issues that can come up in co-parenting and um, a settlement term checklist, which I think has become one of our most popular resources to get you thinking about all the things that you might want to include in your agreement. So um, that's all to say that there's there's a lot out there for not just the people that are in the states that we are currently active in. Yeah. No, I send everybody to Hello Divorce because it is truly, and that the um, parenting worksheet that you have um, and the checklist are two really fantastic resources that really are applicable to any divorce for almost anyone. So definitely go there. And Erin, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Joy. you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.